Hello, everyone. We had a very special taping of the Spotlight podcast this week. It was done live from Canada Conference in Quebec City. Because it was done live, the audio isn't exactly studio quality, and the same with the video as well. So please bear with us, because it's a great show. So hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Spotlight podcast, live from Century 21 Canada Conference in Quebec City. Woo! Yeah. Aaron, you don't have to cheer for that, too. You've got a I microphone. I tried it. Yes. Here, that's about it. <laughs> so the Spotlight podcast, for those of you who don't know, is an unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada. We cover the hot topics and important news in the, in the real estate industry. I'm your host, Linus Kilius. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Aaron Richardson, right over there. Hi, everyone. How's it going, Aaron? Good. So Aaron missed this last year. We did a live, live from a conference out in Vancouver, and we found some guy on the street, Brian Rushton, to be the co-host. I think he did an okay job, but it's nice to get Aaron back. He's much better there. looking. Yeah, Aaron had to miss last year's <laughs> conference because I believe you're having a baby. At yeah, time. baby boy. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So Aaron's a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. So I'm, like I said before, Lyons Kelly, and I'm a business manager for Homania, a marketing company that runs the Spotlight program. So we've got a very special show for us today. We've got two representatives from Century 21 Canada's Future Leaders Network, Christy Cavanaugh and Mark Fagan. So, Christy and Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So I'll start with introducing Christy. Christy's from Kenora, Ontario, small town in northern Ontario, population of 16,000. She This September actually marks her fourth year in real estate. And prior to that, she went to school for marketing and business management, so she can probably teach me a thing or two. And then she worked in marketing for three years before figuring out her actual calling was real estate. So Christy, how's your conference been so far? It's been great. This is actually my second conference, and I love coming here. I like meeting everybody, learning, and uh, making some really great connections with some people. Have there been any good seminars or anything you've caught so far? What's been your favorite? I would say the opening session yesterday, just because everyone's there. It's such a positive environment, and uh, it really kicks everything off. Cool. Again, welcome to the show. And we have another guest, again, from the Future Leaders Network, and that's Mark Fain. He's been a realtor since January 2010. He was with some other brokerage until 2013 when he joined Century 21. So he made the right choice in 2013. And he works out of St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, but most of his business he does is actually out of Constant Conception Bay, which is a small town with just over 25,000 people. So a little bit bigger than Kenora, not that anyone's counting, Christy. <laughs> Mark, how's your conference been so far? It's fantastic. I tell I blew up the escalator this morning <laughs> coming down. Well, tell us about what. How'd you blow up the elevator? So I was just coming down, and when I got to the bottom, there was a big explosion, and the escalator stopped working. So I'm not sure if that was God's way of telling me to get, get in better shape. Or... So if you're if you're seeing the broken escalator, that's probably Mark's doing. So trying to give him too much of a hard time about it. Um, so Mark, I understand that you had your your sister just got married. Is that right? Yes, my sister got married on Saturday night, and. Uh, I left the wedding at 2.30 and was at the airport by 4. That's commitment. That's wow. for sure. All right, so just getting on our show. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is the future of real estate. Now, none of us has a crystal ball to predict the future. But we're going to try our best today talking about the future of real estate. 
What technology do we see coming to the forefront in years to come? Where do we see the market going? Where do we see Century 21 as a brand going in the next decade? These are some of the topics we're going to be covering today. But first, like I said, two of our guests today are part of the Futures Leaders Network. So a lot of you probably don't know what the Futures Leader Network is. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Christy so she can maybe explain what the Future Leaders Network is and her experiences with it. So I joined the Future Leaders Network um, maybe three or four years now. Um, it is a group of us agents, and we're all under 35. And um, we kind of get together at events like this and talk about the differences in our community. And yeah. So Mark, what have your experiences been like with Future Leaders Network? I find that the best thing about the Future Leaders Network is just talking about the different things that's going on throughout the country. Like I'm in St. John, so I'm kind of sheltered from the bigger markets. And like last year, I know like when we were talking to a few of the agents in the bigger markets, it's like, well, this is happening, that's happening, and it's a different way you can apply it to a smaller market and stuff like that. And one of the things we talked about last year was like handling objections and talking about commissions and stuff like that, and stuff that. I know, and I've been through, I can bounce off somebody's in Toronto or somebody's in Vancouver that's had the same experience and ways they've handled it and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, you probably know this as a manager, too. You At an office, you can have a lot of agents bounce ideas off each other, but that's selective to a specific market, right? Yeah. It sounds like this Future Leaders Network is a good way to bounce your ideas nationally from you know different markets you maybe don't have the same exposure you do. Yeah, and I think that it's like-minded like individuals that um, will have a different, fresh uh, approach and different things that you're doing that's different than maybe um, the people that have been in the business for 30 years. It's good to uh, take the advantage of that and uh, talk, obviously. I think there's a Facebook site as well, Yeah. right? So, so how do you get onto the Future Leaders Network exactly? It's I know it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a nominated procedure there, and um, it, they're not looking for just everybody. It's not one of those things where it's an open group. Um, uh, there a manager or an owner of one of the uh, Century 21s in Canada is going to nominate somebody within their brokerage in order to be on the um, be in the group and then share that knowledge back with the brokerage. So, from what I understand, there's some criteria too that you don't quite meet anybody. Yeah, no. Are you an alumni? Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day. I'm like, I don't think I'm part of the Future Leaders Network anymore. I'm I'm not under 35. I'm over 40. So, and apparently there might be an alumni. So maybe I'm part of the alumni group. So. Well, I'm yeah. sure you're welcome to all those discussions yeah, that they have there. I'm yeah. sure they're not going to kick you out based on your age. Yeah. You can talk about what happened back in your day, though, now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Way back in my day. Back when houses were a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have mentors in the group, too. Exactly. Oh, Does, thanks, does it make Christy. you feel older and that you're now a mentor <laughs> of the group? Oh, boy. So we're going to maybe get start talking about a bit more of like the future of real estate. And, of course... Great people to talk about with here, three members and one, well, I guess two members and one alumni of the Future Leaders Network. So first, I'm going to start asking some questions of our, our members here, and I'm going to start turn the mic over to Mark. And I'm going to ask him about the, just the way the internet has changed the marketplace over the past couple of decades. I mean, there's been leaps and bounds of change over the past couple of decades, but the internet's not new anymore. It's been around for a while. So Mark, do you think that Things are kind of slowing down, or still is, we're still seeing this rapid pace of development and technology in the marketplace with the internet. I think that technology is rapidly advancing every day, and every day there's new techniques and everything else. And for example, like when I first started a couple of years ago, that you can only have 20 odd pictures on your MLS. Now we're up to 50, so 
that's also snowballing into a different thing with talking, getting into URLs and stuff like that. And what I find, clients and potential buyers have a lot more information at their fingertips than what they did a few years ago. So therefore, there's not as many sign calls because instead of calling me, they can look it up online. They can see all the pictures. There's 3D tours and stuff like that. Like they can pretty much walk through the house without having to open the door. Yeah, I mean, technology always has its place, but I guess I got a question for you, Christy. Um, technology is something you don't want to just fo solely focus on as a real estate agent. You have to have that balance between technology and client relations, too. Like, how do you see that going? Like, do you, can you find an easy balance between the two? Can you go overboard by going too much tech or go underboard by not going tech enough? I think you can definitely go overboard by going too much tech. Um, like, I don't know about everybody else, but on our MLS system, we have the automated emailing system. So some of my buyers who are very active and looking, they get annoyed by all those constant emails. So it doesn't let you narrow it down enough. And they prefer if I just send them houses that match their criteria completely that I think and that I've viewed uh, would suit them. How about you, Aaron? Where do you, where do you see everything well, going in the next It was interesting. Years? We had the same conversation last night over a couple beverages. And uh, it, it was, it, it's actually a really good point because as much as um, it was a really good piece of technology to do the automated emails and sending out all the uh, properties, it was like the worst thing to happen because that's what we do. We get the lead. We say, oh, great, we're going to send you properties. Put them in there, send out the properties, and forget about them. Yeah. And they'll call us when they find it. And yeah, like that. You're putting everything back on the buyer when it should be really you right. reaching out to them and being like, you know what? I know you and I know exactly what you're looking for. And this is it versus being like, set them up on a profile, never talk to them and wait for them to call you, which is not really the way that our business should work. Yeah. Right. No, that's one of the things I had to change just this summer, actually, because we changed a new MLS product. We switched over to Matrix and from Millennium and we uh, our auto emails up until the summer didn't have concierge service so now I can get the emails and sort through the listings of which ones to send to the bar so I know exactly what's going to them now yeah. and stuff so it's much better because I used to find like I'd set them up and forget about them just wait for them to call me but you know they're not going to call you unless they really want it or they might just go drive by and call the agent so I was losing a couple of clients I said you know what maybe I'll just email them every time I see a house it's a little bit more personal yeah. And it's got a little bit more of a you know, professional feel to it. It's interesting to hear some of the things in the different boards because the concierge series, I want to hear more about that. We at Tr uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board, if you're not using Collaborate with your buyers, you're losing out because the Collaborate system took the automated emails to the next level and now they're able to set their own search criteria up as a, as a consumer or a client, a client and uh, it gives the agent an advantage um, back into the value of communication and we can like things that they see okay. we can display you know you yeah. can you can comment you can there's a lot more interaction using technology so it's it's fixing the problem that we created with the, the prospect yeah. match yeah. yeah yeah it sounds almost like you gotta be careful of technology becoming a trap right because yeah. you, you end up losing that right one-to-one -one service that makes you know the real estate agent so so yeah. viable in, in the industry as well well sorry and I think, like, you have to think about it, too, that email should not be the only form of communication going to your buyer. You should pick up the phone. You should be texting them. You should be running into them, sending over them fact sheets, all the information that they need, and not just expect the Internet to do it for you. 
It's funny. I thought this would all go in a technology way, but even the people like you're using the technology, but you know when where the where the pitfalls are, and you're correcting, and you're you're going back to the grassroots. You still have to communicate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I think the biggest problem with technology is it makes us lazy in places. Right. Yeah. Because we assume it gets done for us. Yeah, well, one thing I've noticed, too, um, not necessarily with real estate, just with society in general, like the younger crowd, you, you seem to lose a lot of, like, people don't want to make phone calls anymore, right? Yeah. And they, they just want a text message and everything, too. But oh, the phone call is so phone. personal and so important, <laughs> I feel like, for our industry. Yeah. they got to be careful about, you know, losing sight of that in a lot of ways. So, Aaron, where do, you th where do you see things going down the road then? Like, we're talking, like, short-term future. What about long-term future? Five, ten years? Where do you think? Do you see any trends? I know it's hard to predict that. It's hard to predict two years down the road, let alone five, yeah. ten years. What do you see coming? Well, I love, to, I love the techie stuff, right? And I like to play around with it. Um, and I think it's really neat to be on the uh, edge of it and, and to be progressive. So some of the things I got from a seminar earlier is a lot, uh, a lot of effort and money is going into a VR, virtual reality. So the headsets and are we going to be able to do a walkthrough of the home almost completely at our computer? And I know that's scary, but it's kind of cool too. And uh, so it's fun to play around with and it's fun to say, hey, check this out. Um, you just, you know, I just, some people go a little too far with it and say, oh yeah, no, come on over. And I, is it going to be, come on over, I'll show you the house and put on the house. Well, no, let's, let's get out and see the house, but it's really cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a fine line for some of those technologies between gimmick and like what's a gimmick and what's revolutionary, right? Like you said, we've seen these 3D interactive tours, virtual reality starting to crop up into the conversation. We've seen technologies rise and fall. Like I remember maybe just five years ago, 360 panoramics seemed to be like the thing, and then they suddenly got surpassed by video. And now video is the big thing that everyone likes to see. Like. Let's maybe delve along these 3D interactive tours a little bit more. It's something that we do at our company. Like, what do you think about those? Do you think they're a gimmick? Do you think they're revolutionary? Like, what do you think? We'll start with Aaron, and we'll move through the crowd here. Are they gimmick? Um, I have done a few. Um, there's one that I did recently and just did the whole Matterport uh, technology where you can put on the virtual reality headset. And I kind of thought, I, I went in with it thinking that's uh, gimmicky, but I actually used it and really liked it. Like, I really did. I'm like... That's really, I don't know if it was the high definition of the, the, the photography or whatever it was. It was like, I just thought that it wouldn't be the experience that I got. And, and the quality of the headsets, I know there's different headsets out there. I think one of them's Google Cardboard and stuff. That seemed gimmicky to me. But there are um, really good headsets like the Oculus and Samsung and all this sort of stuff. And as soon as you put one of those on, you're like blown away. It is really cool. So... Christy, what do you think about the virtual reality upswing and everything? Are you seeing any of that at all up in... Uh where you're from? Um, I've never actually seen it or done it, but I have definitely, like, so I've, one of my clients do live out of town. So I'll go through the house with them, I'll send them all the information, and I'll go through with my phone actually and FaceTime yeah. them. Yeah. So I don't mind that idea if the person lives out of town because it's a way for them to walk through the house and see exactly what it's like. But I think if the person's in the town, they should just go and check out the house because there's definitely still features that you can't see. From that. Yeah. Well, Chris, you have to stop by our booth. We've got some demos. We can show you exactly how it looks. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. It's it's a little disorienting at first, but yeah. you'll get used to it. How about you, Mark? Have you encountered VR at all? Uh, we're in the St. John's market. There's a lot of agents just starting to get into it, but I think a lot of us. I think our market is a little bit more old-fashioned. Like our old pe our people are like 
you know, more of hands-on, like, I don't really care, like, I don't want to look at it on a computer, I just want to go and see if the house gives me the warm and fuzzy feeling, oh, and sure. I don't think you can get the warm and fuzzy feeling from a VR machine. Yeah, I mean, I actually think Aaron came up with this idea when we first started pitching the idea of VR and Matterport. Um, a lot of agents are like, you know, like, who's going to have a virtual reality headset to, yeah. like, look at, yeah. look at the house, but... Aaron was saying, you know what this would be great would be in like a mall kiosk, right? Yeah. If you set up, if you have a mall kiosk, like at a mall. Show or, yeah. yeah, if you've got like a, a virtual reality headset, like people walking by, like I walk by real estate mall kiosks all the time. I never get in the light of the day. But if someone had like a virtual reality set up and it was like, hey, you want to check out some new tech or whatever, I can show you a few homes right here. You can almost like walk through them as well. Like use well, virtual reality. And that's what it is. It's, a, it's technology should bridge a gap. And right now, because people are wanting to see what the new things are and what's cool, all it is is an opening line, and we've been doing this in sales, I'm going to say since the 70s, although I wasn't selling when I was <laughs> two. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just bridging that gap, um, making sure that you're making a connection. So um, we call it breaking the ice when somebody walks in. I was in retail before, so, you know, how do you open-ended questions and stuff? Just hand them a VR headset. It's, it's pretty cool, eh? And then you talk about anything after that. I mean, it's just an opening line. Yep, that brings up a good point, too. A lot of feedback we've had from the virtual reality bits that we've done for people is that it doesn't necessarily sell the house, but it helps get them a client. Because, you know, yeah. say, like, listing presentation, they go in and be like, listen, like, this is all the kind of stuff I'm going to do for you. And you can, like, do it so you can look at it in virtual reality. Yeah. And, like, that can necessarily snag a client. It might not sell the house faster, but I hate to say it, the client doesn't necessarily know that, too, right? Right. It gets them to the front door. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So... Let's move on to our next topic, too. One thing we've seen over the past five or ten years is the rise of discount brokerages or for sale by owners. Now, I've seen a lot of them rise and fall. I know a bit of a scary topic <laughs> to talk about, I guess. But, I mean, I, being from the Toronto market, I see a lot of that. Do, do you see all that in the, in the St. John's market at all there, Mark? Uh, we're starting to see, like, we've got one main discount brokerage, and then we're seeing a lot of people go the... Uh, the property guys to sell it yourself type way but what we're finding is a lot of people are trying it and then full service realtors are coming in with the buyers and buying the property so at the end of the day they're not selling it themselves realtors are really selling their houses and it's a bit of a false false advertisement type thing for us right it, it almost seems in a lot of ways this is my impression of the situation is that it, it's something that's kind of peaked and it's kind of on the way down yeah. is that something that you guys are seeing too like it was maybe a passing fad that we're getting through? There's always been discount brokerages. There's always be different models, right? There's always different models out there. We have uh, an area near us which uh, typically would have a lot of, uh, let's say, com-free and discount brokerages and sell-it-yourself models, and they got blown out of the water by a real estate agent that came in and did everything to the nines, everything from the, um, from the folders, you, you got a CD, um, full full staging, full reports, uh, virtual tours, everything. And every homeowner in that area was like, I got to sell with this person. Yeah. I can't I can't compete with that, doing it myself. Yeah. So it's just amazing that if realtors really concentrate on doing things really, really well, well we're going to wait with the values there. Yeah, right? For sure. Yeah, it's funny how there seemed to be all this doom and gloom like four or five years ago with all this, but now it seems like it's like yeah. everyone just knows. Like if you... As a real estate agent, show your value as like a professional. You know, you've got the negotiation, the marketing skills, the the knowledge of the marketplace. You can outshine anyone who wants to sell it on their own. Yeah. I think that's definitely been shown many times over. Yeah, and we see in our brokerage, like it's just an easy. Like we find it a lot easier if somebody's already used the discount brokerage to get full commission because they went down the road 
of the discount. They couldn't sell their house, so they're double frustrated. So they're more willing to pay for good quality service. And they're also really happy to hire you, I think, at that point, too. Yeah. From I've worked with like a lot of for sale by owners, and once you kind of get in that front door and you explain everything that you're going to do, they always kind of think, okay, why didn't I call you first, yeah. right? So I had a guy call me, one of the guys in our brokerage, he called me yesterday, actually, and that's what he was going to do, go list up um, a FISBO, basically, uh, that he met through bringing a buyer through, and just he brought in the buyer, and he told him, like, you know, your house needs to be at this price, and just give him a service. Didn't give him a pitch, just basically told him, like, you know, this is where you need to be, this is what you need to do. And a couple of weeks later, he called him up, and he said, you know, I paid this discount broker twenty five hundred bucks, and I got nothing for it. And it was only like a two hundred thousand dollar house, so the commission and six percent is twelve grand. So you know, in a lot of ways, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever exactly. do a self serve lawyering service. That's something I wouldn't be doing, right? No. So like, why would you do self serve real estate? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Chrissy, what changes do you see in like in the public's perspective too like do you see sellers or buyers changing down the road especially with all this access to information we've had over the past decade or so well I think it really helps buyers with all the new access to information that we do have um, like I feel like everything that I teach my buyers and then when they go to the banks and just different ways that they can learn now from the internet um, and there's so many things in the press about real estate. So I feel like when they're coming to look um, at houses, they've already kind of done a little bit of research on everything already. Very informed buyers, I guess, seem to do their yeah. research before approaching real estate yeah. agents in general, right? Um, do you guys see this changing down the road, getting even like more so down that direction? Aaron, maybe do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to change. There's no doubt. I, I, we can't we can't put the blinders on and say, you know, it's it's but change is change. It's changed so many different times. We just have to roll with the punches. And I think it's always going to come down to what Christy was saying about just informing your buyer. If you can show your, your value and just find out what problems they have that you can solve, they're always going to come back to you because, you know, Google Google can be, and then people know this, right? There's so much information. So much too much information. You need, and especially localized information and stuff. I think it's really important. But uh, do you guys have buyer presentations? Yeah, so, uh, some in our office use them, but I don't because I just don't want to feel like I don't want the buyer to feel pressured. Yeah, I'm very like I don't pressure sell anyone, and it's worked for me for the last seven eight years. So you know, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to try and sell to someone on a pressure situation, and then the deal falls apart in a week's time when the finance letters do because they got cold feet. Yeah. Right, and so. I find with the new information, especially the younger bars, it's a lot harder to lock them down. Like they're coming and they're coming in unrepresented. And they want to just deal with listing agents and stuff yeah. like that. So, and I say to them, like, you're doing twice the amount of work. You're running around looking at houses yourself. But if you had representation, we could be sending you houses. We can be doing all the legwork for you. It's a good chance. Like I had a bar call me yesterday, and I said, now you might think the house looks nice, but there's a crack in the foundation in the basement because I was in there last week with somebody else, right? So you're given a little bit more of an expertise and stuff like that when you're locking down your clients, right? How about you, Christy? Do you do you have a buyer presentation or anything like? Do you how do you approach buyers? Um, I don't make buyers sign anything when I'm going to uh, show them a house. Most of my buyers are pretty loyal to me, although definitely like buyers are liars, right? Yeah. So yeah. they'll go to an open house and all of a sudden they're signing now with somebody else. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because they just 
they didn't want to work with me or whatever, for whatever reason they wanted to do that. But no, we don't really have flyer presentation Actually, that way. Actually, a question for Chrissy. We just before we went on um, on the show here, um, you were telling me who I asked uh, who's looking after your business while you're away. Yeah. And you said, well, I am because I can do everything through my phone. So uh, how are buyers um, or sellers? How are they adapting to that? Are they okay with that? Yeah. So because so if they need something, they'll contact me, and then I can delegate it back to whoever's at the office to kind of handle that situation for me. Whether it's go show a house. Um, to get information about a listing and answer all the questions. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I can do everything from my phone. I, I can pull up all the listings, all the information. I've seen most of the houses in Kenora, thankfully, and because we are such a smaller community. Um, so I can definitely handle everything from here. And they're all really willing and eager just to wait till I get back to handle and, things And you well. use, what piece of technology do you use uh, on your phone? To, in order, um, I mean, you had mentioned uh, AuthentiSign is one of them. Yeah, so we, we have electronic signature in Ontario. Um, so I have like an AuthentiSign app so I can uh, write, produce an offer right from my phone and send it to them, explain it over the phone, and then I can get it back in a PDF format and send it off to the agent on the other side. What about you, Mark? What do you use? <laughs> it's funny because when I landed Sunday afternoon, one of my buyers called and said, we know you're away. But we're just wondering if you can get one of your agents to show us this property. I said, well, let me call because I know home Sunday afternoon we do a lot of open houses. Yeah. So it just turns out that the home they wanted to see, there was an open house. And they went, they looked at it, they loved it. So I was up Sunday night around 12 o'clock writing an offer. By Monday morning, I had it presented to the listing agent. So you did a deal this week? Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. So, and, and, and you used uh, DocuSign. Okay. Yeah. So there's different platforms out there. We were yeah. talking... We're talking about just the future of how we transact, and I know there's some pluses and minuses and concerns and all the rest of it. And I, t I actually teach a DocuSign course, and uh, I put a big asterisk at the beginning of the course. I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach this to you guys, but please, please don't use it <laughs> unless you have to. Um, it's good to know it. It's good to get you out of jams, and it's good to give good service, but as soon as you start making it that easy, you lose the value. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's where I can see it being a little dangerous. Yeah, like I think if you're in the same city as them and you have the time to sit down or they have the time to sit down with you to produce everything, obviously you can explain everything so much better if they're sitting right in front of you and you're going through the contract yourself than versus over the phone because you don't know what other things that they're doing at the time. If they're even looking at the computer screen or if they're watching their kids or if they're on their phone. Yeah, so I think just getting that communication a little bit more clearly to them and it's more of a substitution when you are in a jam instead of a replacement. But Mark, how hard would that have been if you didn't have DocuSign? It would have been pretty tough to get that deal done as quickly or as effectively as possible, right? Well, what I would have had to do is get one of the agents in my office to basically print off the paperwork mm. and then go meet my clients and then get it signed and send it back to me. Then I'd have to send it to the listing agent. And then, you know, if they had a counter offer, then I'd have to get them to do it again, so... Yeah. You're, you're talking an extra couple of days when time is of the essence and stuff like that, right? Oh, it's so been, there's it, been times where like exactly what you just said, yeah. they, call, they call you, is they can put this together, like I'll, I'll see if I can find somebody, maybe somebody's not available, and um, somebody the house sells because you're multiple offers, and you know you, you, technology allowed you, and I've I've done it myself, where it allowed me to get the house for my client, so they saw value in it. Yeah. So it can really work well. 
So, Mark, were you doing this all during your sister's wedding? No, it was funny. They called me during my sister's wedding while I was getting pictures taken. <laughs> I answered the phone, and I'm like, I'm at my sister's wedding right now. She's like, well, I don't need to bother you. I said, no, but this is my job. My sister's getting married, so that's fine. <laughs> you better My sister's week. not going to pay my mortgage bills, so. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's life of a real estate agent always on yeah, call, right? Yeah, always. So where do you guys see the future of Century 21, or where would you like to see the future of Century 21 as a brand going over the past, over the next like five ten years, let's start with Christy. Do you have any sort of idea where you, what you'd like to see out of corporate here? Maybe some of them are listening. Maybe. Uh, so when I first started real estate four years ago and got introduced to the Century Twenty One system and compared to what it is now, you can definitely see like that consistent growth. And it's nice that they're now introducing some new tools. I'm pretty excited about the Google. That is a huge awesome. helpful thing to have. Um, and just the new websites and the webmaster. I think all that will really help with our business and it just, we're so used to using the online office system now. So to change the way that everything is presented, I think it'll be a huge goal. I've got to say, I've, I've seen a big shift in direction from Century 21 Corporate. I think bringing on Jack Miller was a great decision Jack on their part. Yeah. I think he's doing a great job directing Century 21 as a brand in a great direction as well. It's funny, I was going to, Linus, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, if, it, if, if Jack Miller's around, if you get to see him, Go up, give the guy a big hug or something, yeah, because he's, he's just doing—he's really doing a fantastic job. And good on Century Twenty One to say, listen, we need to go in technology. This is where we need to be, and to um, find the right person and the right fit for yeah. the company. It was genius. It was yeah. awesome. Amazing. How about you, Mark? Is there anything you'd like to see out of the Century Twenty One over the next few years? Well, the first thing I'd like to see is a <laughs> conference in St. John's, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, um, one of the reasons I moved to Century 21 is because I was with a small mom-and-pop shop, and there was no support, no back-end, no CRM. So I was a couple of years trying to find a CRM, making up my own flyers and the marketing stuff. And, uh, like, when I met with my broker, it was like, all of this stuff is there for me. And it just takes, especially with a young family, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, like, I don't have time to sit down in the evening and create a flyer or like email my database one at a time but like now it's so automated and systematic that you know my database gets emailed twice a month like you know every holiday that gets an email and just seeing that they're going to advance all of this stuff and improve it is phenomenal so christy i don't think there's going to be a conference ever in Kenora, ontario but where would you like to see it maybe in a couple of years um, you know what? Everybody that I've met at conference said Kelowna was the best conference that they've been to. So I think, obviously, that was a little while ago. So maybe in a couple of years, it'll be back there. Back to BC. But I'm on board for the St. John's. St. John's, yeah. Next year, it's in Winnipeg, which is two hours away from Kenora. So it's like a little bit too close from home. I go to Winnipeg all the time, so. Uh, you'll mark a lot to screech us all in, I guess, right? Yeah, we can definitely arrange that. Okay. Right. Perfect. It's, it's a plan, then. I, well, I, I think we're going to wrap the show up here. This has been a great show. I, I love that everyone's been like chatting. I, I just asked a question. They started going off the three of them, getting the real estate bubble. It was great. Um, but I'd like to thank everyone for showing up here today. And before I close the show, I want to let everyone know this, this Spotlight podcast is a weekly podcast that we do. Myself and Aaron are the regular co-hosts. You can catch it on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you happen to find your podcasts online. You can head over to spotlight.century21.ca slash podcast to find this and past shows. We actually do a video component as well. We're recording right over there. So you can watch these shows live. Or, sorry, not live. You can watch the video, or you can watch past shows as well. 
Um, that being said, this show is brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program. I'm just going to get my little blurb up here because I always mess it up when I try and do it off the top of my head. So it was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program. It's an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 sales agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings, provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, an extensive advertising system that helps sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find out why so many agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21 today. So thanks, Christy and Mark, for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure having you guys on. Hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Aaron, thanks as always for hosting with me. Thank you very much, Linus. Thanks for having us. Thank thanks. you. Thanks, everyone out there, for listening live. Have a great day. And thanks for all of you at home. Have a great week.